for those mothers that have buried children, we pray a fresh grace upon them this morning. For no mother should be burying a child. For those that have lost their mothers, we're praying for a fresh blessing upon them. For healing and restoration. For those pastors, wives that are standing by themselves. I'm praying for all my friends. We're praying for all the pastors. Every woman that has to deal with so many challenges. We come against every force of darkness. We stand in this place and we put a fresh blanket and a covering upon you and your family. For every battle that you're standing and fighting in right now, I decree and declare that you're an overcomer. The blessing will make right everything that has gone wrong and will keep progressing and moving you forward. You will live and not die. You will walk in the victory all the days of your life. You will experience the favor of the Lord on every side. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Every tongue risen against you and your family in judgment. We condemn those tongues in Jesus' mighty name. We decree and declare that you are stronger than ever before. You are a mighty woman of valor. You are a woman that is strong in the Lord. You are rise up from this moment in the name of Jesus. I bless you from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. And everybody said... Come on, a better shout. These are the moms. A better shout. Glory. Hallelujah. God bless you. You may be seated. Happy Mother's Day to all our moms. We love you so much. And to the mother of my children's, she is phenomenal. Thank you for the honor, Pastor Michelle. Thank you for the words. Thank you for the kindness. Thank you for the messages that have been coming through. We really appreciate the sons and daughters. All that God is doing is so phenomenal. We're in, a, we're in a good season, and I felt this morning I need to be preaching upon rest and restoration. And uh, for all the pastors that are in the house, and uh, Pastor Amina, it's always an honor to have you in the house. We honor you. Fivefold ministers, please clap your hands. Welcome, welcome, Pastor Amina, this morning. And for those that are here for the very first time, are you here for the first time? There's a lady that met me in a restaurant with she brought the family. Please don't you stand with your family. I'd like to just make you feel really welcome today. Welcome to Kingdom Life Embassy. Any any new people, other people that are new? Glory be to God. You may be st- oh, there's more people in the house. Good morning to you. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning to every one of you. It's great to have you in the house. Thank you for being here this morning. I know God's got a word for you. It is, it is so important, you know, that, I mean, I go to another restaurant as well up in, uh, you know, one restaurant I walked in, the woman came to me, she says, um, were you with Pastor Chooks in his church? I'm thinking, I better behave. And so pastors, he's away with, uh, their children decided to take her away for a season and say, we need to just reconnect. She's in a, uh, an awesome season of God rest- re- restoring and bringing rest. And so that's the title of my sermon this morning. And so, um, you know, they gave me a, an app for Uber Eats. I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm just throwing it out there. Faith without hints is dead. I'm just hinting. And so they wanted to know what, I, what did I eat last night. It's like, I forgot to eat. <laughs> Too busy watching Liverpool. I'm kidding. And everybody's like, oh, sorry, by yourself. 
I say, no, they by themselves. I'm okay. And so, um, I mean, you know, I had to go and iron my own shirt. Now you're going to check if he's actually can he iron. And um, so we didn't really have a food issue around this thing. They just, Tasman went baking, and she's got this delicious cheesecake that's also banting or in a way, I think. And so she makes this thing. And she, um, it's so delicious. Anyway, it's hot. It's really, really good. So she comes there, she says, Dad, I made a cake for you. And I'm going to, um, I'm, I'm leaving in the fridge. So whenever you just feel like, just cut a slice or so. So I mean, I'm not worried about the food. I'm, you know, busy preparing for this morning and and and. And so by 2 o'clock yesterday afternoon, I feel a bit hungry. I'm thinking, but it's cake. And so I'm mean, like, I'm going to cut myself a slice. And Pastor Z, and I think maybe Tasman, they, they planned this thing. They put this cake in a Tupperware thing that can't open. I'm like, I sent you on holiday. This is cruel, man. How do you do this to a man? I mean, I'm like, what must I do? Must I shake this thing and get milkshake to come out of this thing? Or? And then I thought, like, no, no, these people planted a camera somewhere in this house. They're going to put me on television with this thing. Because I'm like, mm. I'm thinking I'm going to fetch a chisel or something. I was like, pulling this thing open. Eventually, I was like, devil, I bind you now. Now I take authority over you. So I called pastors. I said, like, why would you do this to me? I mean, forget the food. Just this one thing I ask. Why lock it up in a Tupperware thing, man? They're just like. She laughed until she fell off the bed. But God has been so good, so. We're in a season of rest and restoration. Father, thank you for the word this morning. Thank you for the anointing that will break every yoke of bondage. Give your people understanding. Give every mum encouragement this morning for all her trouble. In Jesus' name. We all agree and say, amen. I'm in the book, second book of, King, uh, book, uh, book of Kings, second Kings chapter 4. And if there's anything wrong with my dress, know that I had to dress myself this morning. It's Pastor Z's fault. Now it happened one day that Elisha went to Shunem, where there was a notable woman. What does a notable woman look like? Wow. And she persuaded him to eat some food. So the man of God is walking, but there's a woman. This man of God is not just looking for any place to go to. He is walking past. But there's a woman that understands when the anointing walks into a place. There is a woman that understands when the word of God and a man who a man, a true man of God is. And she persuaded him to eat some food. I thought there'd be a better amen. I mean, I'm just like, just saying it's Mother's Day. And so it was as, she, as often as he passed by, he would turn in there to eat some food. 
And she said to her husband, now look, look now, I know that this is a holy man of God who passes by us regularly. I pray for every woman in this place to know when God is working in your life. May you know and discern the season. May you know when the anointing has walked into a room. May you know the season that God has got you in. May you be discerning in every season. This is my prayer for you. I can't just preach anything. I've got to find what God is saying to me and to the church in its season. Let us, listen to what she says. Please let us make a small upper room on the wall. Let's put a bed for him there, a table, a chair, a lampstand. So it will be what, when, whenever he comes, he can turn in here. May the Lord be, have a place to turn into when he comes to your house. May the Lord have a place that you can come into. Because she says, this room is not my bedroom. This is not my natural place where I'm going to. This is a room for God. May you have room for God in your home. What does it look like to be a notable woman who discerns when God is moving? What does it look like that you don't walk past your opportunity? Bypass what God is doing. Miss the season that you're supposed to be restored and to make right and to. Do you know the season that you're in or do you keep kicking against what God is doing? We're dealing with revelation on the road. And so it happened one day that he came there and he turned into the upper room and lay there. And so the story goes, she asks, the servant then turns around, you, you, you cannot give and make for God, that God not get God's attention and turn toward you. May his favor be upon you. Turn toward you. Turn toward your family. Turn toward the Holland name. Be gracious to you. Come on, somebody. Because when you've made room for God, God's going to turn. He's going to make a turn right in there. He's going to make sure that your family comes out of every kind of trouble. Let me, get, let me give you the, the basis. So, he asks the servant, he says, what does this woman need? He says, look, actually this woman has got no child. And so, he brings her in and he says, by next year this time, you're going to have a baby. She says, I never asked for it. I just made room for you. Don't lie to me. I've been in a fight. And some women have been in a fight for a long time. But he gives her a promise. And he's laid the promise on the bed. And so the next year comes and she gets the baby, but we know the story. The baby gets sick. He says, my head, my head. And she, because she's traveled with God and she's made room and has revelation on the road for where she's going. She goes and she meets with this man. So what I wanted to focus on this morning is when you're going to start to build your house. So many people are concerned about the brick and the mortar. And you brag on the cultures you've got and the things you've moved into. But I want to ask what's in the house. Because it tells you, number one, when you're dealing with this woman, this notable woman, you can take some example from her. 
The first thing that she lays out in that room is a bed. There's some woman, this woman gets herself into trouble. Like every house will have trouble. I told you that before. You're, everybody, you're either in trouble, coming out of trouble, or going into trouble. That's why Paul said, you want to get married, you're asking for trouble. Everybody shaking their heads. Uh, Jesus, this is Mother's Day. You, you're allowed to shake your head, woman. You're allowed to say, yeah, 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 yeah. But this God-fearing woman, this notable woman, she builds her, her upper room. The upper room is not for anybody. The upper room is for your time of trouble. Do you have this furniture in your house? Proverbs 14 verse 1 says, The wise woman builds a house. May the Lord give you wisdom to build your house in this season. A foolish woman pulls it down with her hands. Let's speak about this wise, notable woman. God is calling you to be wise. Glory be to God. Don't let your house be without this furniture. Because the scripture says, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Good work. May your house be thoroughly equipped when trouble comes knocking. May you have something that you can turn to and understand how to navigate trouble. Because I don't care whether you're a pastor or whether you're just somebody who's in the congregation. Trouble's for everybody. But if you're a woman that does not understand how to handle trouble, you're going to remain in trouble. And so... Timothy says that, but he speaks about, let's go back to this woman, because she's got something called essentials. She's built this house with spiritual understanding. Firstly, she's got a bed. What is the bed for? The bed is for rest. It's a place of rest. My prayer for every mother in this place, for every trouble you've been through, may you find rest Give me give you scripture. Matthew 11, verse 28, please. You need to find rest. Doesn't matter what the world is doing. Doesn't matter what the world is saying. You must be able to have rest. I'm not talking about buying another bed. Because you can have a brand new house with a brand new bed and have no rest. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest. So there's two kinds of rest, one that is given and the one that you find. If you've never had a bed, a place of peace with God, a place where you can take the promises of God for your family and rest it upon that bed. Where you know, because there are two kinds of rest. The first rest, there's one that is given, and then there's a rest that is found. You must have them both. When you, the, the first rest that you must get, it says, Jesus says, come to me. It's, that's the one that he gives you. That's, this one's for your spirit. So you have peace with God. I mean, 
The reason why many people are, don't, are restless is because they don't have peace with God. But every mother, God-fearing, notable woman understands that in the season, no matter what I'm going through, I need to make sure that my relationship with God is sorted. The bed was not for your sleeping. The bed was for God's rest of His promise. Jesus says, I'll give you rest. Rest is for your spirit. It is the initial salvation. The rest that is found, he says, come and learn from me. That's the principle of Christ. He says, you're going to find rest for your soul. That means it's a progressive salvation. That tells me he's already catered for not just you going to heaven, but he's catered for every trouble you're going to go through on earth. Because it's progressive salvation. What is salvation? It's wholeness. Where your soul, your mind, and your emotions, it all begins to prosper. And the reason why some of you are stressed out in your physical body, it's not that you need to go and see a doctor. You need to go and find rest for your soul. doesn't matter where you're going to stay on holiday. You need to go and have, you, you need rest for your soul. And the only place you're going to find is in meditation on a Wednesday night when we're studying the Word. Because you find rest for your soul through obedience. When God says, don't go down that way. When God says, don't take that advice. When God says, now's not the time to speak. What, is, what are you doing when you obey that? You're finding rest for your soul. You be careful who you hang out with that's got no rest. No rest. The second thing is that, that's essential is the table. So you must have a bed. The bed is for my soul. I find rest. My soul. Because my trust is in Him. The second thing you need to furnish your life with if you want to be a notable woman and a wise woman that does not break a house down. Number one, you need to have the Word of God inside of you because you need rest. The second thing is a table. It's amazing what happens around a table in your home. Meals are served. But for somebody who understands spiritual things, you know, when you're watching programs or you even go into places like Italy and, and the likes across the globe, They'll always tell you the history of the table. Remember when granny sat here. Remember how they dealt with this situation. That's what the communion table is all about. There's three times the table is mentioned. He says, remember me at the communion table. Do you have a place where you actually have a book of remembrance? Do you have a place to journal how far God has brought you? Can you, can, you, can you give me out of your journal? Can you tell me out of the stories about how far you've come? Is there, is there mothers that can tell stories to their children of how God delivered them? People write rubbish in their books just to tell stories. No, it's not for Skinner. It's for documenting how good God is. That's what journaling is for. 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 5. When I, when I call to remembrance 
the genuine faith that's in you, that's on the table. He's recalling this family lineage. You got to start your documentation about how good God has been and what He's delivered you from. Otherwise, you just go from trouble to trouble, from crisis to crisis. There's days when God wants you quiet in the spiritual realm and He wants you to come and remember what He's done for you. Is there anybody going to clap their hands and thank the Lord that He's brought you through? He says, when I recall to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, this faith first dwelt in your grandmother Lois and now your mother Eunice. And I'm persuaded is in you also. It's around the table. When I remember the history of my family, when I remember how my father dealt with trouble, I mean, stuff we're going through in challenges, and this week I'm like, my God, what's going on? And I heard my father's voice. He said, son, this is just a vanilla thing happening. It's the flavor of the month for some people. You need to stay focused on the purposes of God because this too shall pass. You see my history, I come from a family where i got four sisters that are older than me. And my whole life I've been fighting for women, fighting their cause. When you come into the corner, the guys want to come and the guy is, is right, the woman is wrong. I just stand with her, I say, yeah, you must have done something wrong to her. <laughs> my whole fight is you don't, you don't threaten her, you don't mess with her. I, I grew up with that. And some of you don't know, I was a scrawny little guy. Just like, you know, I started getting this way because of when I got married. It's just like, just, you ain't taste biryani like that woman can make, eh? And they would intimidate me. And these older sisters with the older boys around her said, one day when I grow up, don't look at this body. I purposely grew it this way. So I can beat you, touch them. I hate bullies. I hate bullies. And when you touch my family, and you see how mom, moms will stand up and say, you don't touch my family. You don't mess with my family. Because now we're on a different different game altogether. Because I come from people bullying people and I hate it. How did I get into that? I'm remembering. <laughs> how my mother would deal with the issues. How she would bring the word and say, son, don't take that route. That's what God says about you, my boy. I pray for mothers like that. That you will have a document that when your children sit one day and things happen, you can go back and say, I remember the faith in your grandmother. I remember your faith in this one. May you come and not remember the pain, but remember the goodness of God and all that God has brought you through. I need somebody to give a good shout and an amen in this place. <laughs> Lamentations chapter 3 verse 21. Lamentations chapter 3 verse 21. This I recall to my mind. Now let me tell you where, where Jeremiah is. The prophet is in a dungeon. He's sunk up to his armpits in mud, wrestling with of the prospect that he might never see his family again. And he starts to write this in the book of Lamentations. He says, this I recall to my mind. This is where you don't, Pastor Max is preaching to you. you preaching to you. This is where your preacher must kick in and say, now you're acting crazy. No, 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 not everybody hates you. There are more that are for you than those that are against you. Is anybody going to preach to themselves this morning? 
says, therefore I have hope. When I bring to my memory, I know there's trouble in my home, but I bring to the memory, oh, I remember how God brought me out of that trouble. Now I just sit and I speak. So my family said, you remember, you know, when we were at the life center and how they threw us out? Oh, do you remember? I recall to my mind the goodness of God. I remember what God brought us out of. This too shall pass. Give a good shout and say, this too shall pass. This too shall pass. Through the Lord's mercies, every morning, we are not consumed because His compassions fail not. Do you have a table of contents you can go to in your home? Documenting the goodness of God. Documenting what God brought you out of. If you don't have that table, you're going to struggle with your faith. Because trouble's coming. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. This is the preacher, not preaching to the world. This is preaching to me. I get up like, but Pastor Max, now you need to shut up. You really need to shut up. Go for a walk and don't... Leave that attitude in the street when you come back here. Have you ever had to preach to yourself like that? I mean, you're turning on all the messages and all the messages are like, no, I need a preacher. You are the preacher in that time. The Lord is my portion. Come on, say it. Says my soul. Therefore, I hope in Him. Come on, preach. Preach. The Lord is good to those who wait for Him. I'm going to wait upon the Lord in this moment. I don't know what's going on around me. and None of this stuff makes sense to me. But I'm going to wait upon the Lord. I'm not going to go and run and create problems here and go somewhere else over here. The Lord is good to those who wait for Him. To the soul who seeks Him. Stop running to people, man. Wait upon the Lord. Oh, I wanted to say some things this week. Woo. Then I have to preach to myself. Give me the next verse. Verse 27. Ah, okay. Okay, it's fine. Let's move on. Call to mind, you see, is a choice. When I remember the stable. When I, I, I bring to mind the goodness of God. No, no, family. We're not losing it. No, no, my children. No, my wife. Think about what God did here. Do you have a table of contents? Have you documented the goodness of God? Have you remembered where God brought you from? Do you remember what the mess you come from? And the people said, I will expose you. But God says, I got you covered, my son. Oh my God, oh my God. Call to mind is a choice. It means this thought is not naturally there. We have to put it there. You have to put it there. It doesn't just happen. You must document it so that one day you can look back and say, no, 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 no. I'll trust in the Lord. Come on, somebody. With all of my heart, I've documented it. I tell stories for a reason. Not for you, for me. Because I'm remembering where God brought us from. It's on my table of contents. 
I don't just have a bed where my soul finds rest. I also have a table where I document the goodness of God. Oh, I remember that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The same, it's, it's, it's a different face. It's the same spirit. I rebuke that thing in Jesus' name. I put the thing out here. Say, no, no, no. That's a familiar spirit. You can't rest in this home because it's documented. When God delivered me there, come on, somebody. You don't need a band. Some of you don't need a choir. You just need a memory. You need to remind yourself what the Lord has done for you. Is there anybody going to praise the Lord this morning and say, look what the Lord has done? Because if He brings me out of that, He'll bring me out of this. If He was good to me then, He doesn't change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He started this good work inside of the Holland family. And He's going to complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. You can't cancel my purpose. Because I've got things in my room that you don't know. Pastors, he's got some things in a room that you don't know. She's got a bed that she's found rest for her soul. She's got a table of contents to speak about the goodness of God. I say it again, journaling is not skinnering. <laughs> you must have a story to tell. I need my time's up. Third is number, the third tool that you have there, or the third piece of furniture, is a chair. It's a chair. What is the chair for? When a child goes to school, he sits on a chair. What's it for? It's instruction. Where you're training up the child in where he should go. This is critical. Train up, I love it when the moms are like, you know, Johnny, sit here, sit here. No, no don't do that, Johnny. No, no, no. Then she just gets up one day and says, come here. Uh, on the chair. Now you sit here. And I'm going to give you an instruction. Disciplining that body, that, that mind, that craziness. I love that. The problem is, most parents want to instruct their children, but they don't want instruction from God. I'm going to say it. You see, for me to instruct you, I must be instructed by God first. For me to discipline you, I first get disciplined by God. For me to correct you, I first get correction from God. And the problem with a woman, when you understand that chair in that place called the spiritual, when God says to you, sit here, I need to speak to you. You know you're in trouble. Martha, Martha. Don't let God call your name twice. Then you're in real trouble. Because you're acting all crazy now. Now you're pulling the house apart and you're kicking everybody over and the dogs don't want to be in there. The dogs are knocking on the neighbor's house next door and saying, please, you need to open up here for me. This woman next door is crazy. No, it's easy for you to instruct other people. You, you, you does, can God correct you? Can God give you an instruction? Can God say, sit down here and don't move from here? And my flesh just wants to say, God, it's just... The problem with most people is that that chair that you have that God has set up for you, you've never been in that chair. God is, the Bible calls you 
illegitimate. Because what kind of a son would you be that God can't correct? And there are seasons where you go through trouble, where if you take your children, put them on that chair again, and sometimes they're even older. You say, but you need to sit here, and you need to get the instruction right. Because what kind of a mother would you be not to instruct them? And say, no, let us go in a different direction. We know there's no condemnation. You sing there's no guilt, no shame, no stain. But at which point do you make the change? At which point do you get instruction? I'm speaking to mothers this morning. that are so quick to beat the children, shake them. What about you? When do you sit in that rocking chair and say, this one is not about my husband, this is not about the family, this is not anybody, this is me and my stinking attitude in this place. When can God correct you? When does He correct you? I mean, you quick to let everybody know. The problem with most people is that, you, you see, for many of you, you, you need to know this. The day God stops correcting you, you are in trouble. Because whom he loves, he corrects. The mother's correcting the child because she loves the child. But have you ever sat in the chair with God? Anytime I, I mean, just, you know, rebuke any of the sons, I'm like, you don't waste my time. It's Saturday morning, blah, 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 blah. Oh, I'm not coming back here. Whatever. You never had a father to correct you. The flight from Lanseria here to Cape Town is correction all the way. It's not the straight line. That pilot is having to make corrections. Nobody can correct you. Oh, here, you pull up. Whatever, man. Sit down. What kind of a child are you raising up that doesn't ever get disciplined? Oh, but the child's so wonderful. Oh, but the child. Oh, let me. But, but, but the child. No. 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 It's not going to happen. And some people think that this is hate. When I stand in, because you've never had a father or a mother to correct you. You come in here and you, you can't receive one correction. You say, I'm making an adjustment around this thing today. Proverbs 12 verse 1. Pastor Z, they're all crying that you come back home. Please send Pastor Z home. Whoever loves instruction loves knowledge, but he who hates correction is stupid. He's stupid. Teach the children to honor you. You can't say, oh, I forgot it's Mother's Day and I don't even have a gift for you. You train up that child in where they should go. Teach them how to honor you and to honor God. And, you know, next time when I, no, no, today is Mother's Day. You can mark Come on, somebody. You want, you want to teach this child to have long life. Honor your mother and your father that your days may be lengthened. Anytime you don't correct your child and anytime you refuse to teach a child honor, you are teaching them how to fail in this life. And you're cutting their lives short. Listen to the training. 2 Kings chapter 4 verse 25. This woman's in trouble. 
She's got a bed. She's got her table. She remembers. The third thing she's got is this rocking chair. And she is meditating. And she's disciplining. And she's correcting. God's doing it to her first. When she got into trouble, and so she departed and went to the man of God, her son's dead, and this thing's over, and the trouble has hit her home. So she departed and went to the man of God at Mount Carmel. So it was when the man of God saw her afar off that he said to his servant Gehazi, Look, the Shunammite woman. Please run now to meet her and say to her, Is it well with you? Is it well with your husband? Is it well with your child? And she answered what? No, what? You gave me a promise last year. And this thing never worked out. The child died and I told you not to do that. No. A woman that has been on the chair with God has disciplined her tongue. Can somebody shout, it is well. Say it is well. Say it is well. It's in the midst of my trouble, it is still well. It is well with my soul. Come on, woman of God. God's training you up that in your house there must be a discipline and it starts with your tongue. That no matter what it looks like, how's your husband doing? How's your children doing? How are you doing? And somebody's going to clap their hands. Let me give you the final one. She has a lampstand. That means in times of trouble, she not only finds rest for her soul, she not only goes and remembers the goodness of God, she not only goes and disciplines her tongue and remembers that she's trained up to only speak life, she also has a lampstand. What is the lampstand? It's called Revelation on the Road. That means I need light to come out of this dark situation. I need to hear what the Spirit of God is saying. I want to know, does the Holy Spirit still speak to you, Mom? Can the Holy Spirit still bring correction? And can the Holy Spirit still speak to you about what to do in that moment? Or is it just, brother, anything goes? Blessed is the woman who walks out in the counsel of the ungodly. In a season like this, we just go for revelation. Give me the book of, of Ezra chapter 8 verse 21. This week, we told nobody except Pastor Michelle and Pastor Brian. Graham and Michelle. I went on to a three-day fast. The Lord called me into it and I just told my leaders, I said, I want you to be a part of this. Oh, if God's leading you into it. And of course, I told Ronaldo. And Ronaldo says, well, this is my, I started on Monday. He says, I'm on to my third day. Son led by the Spirit of God. And this is my fast. There's a reason why I've ordered some shirts and I put Kingdom Life Embassy's name on it. Because I'm lifting up my families when I'm preaching and praying. And I'm asking God for our families in the season. Because it is a family mountain God has called us to. And the enemy is trying to wreak havoc in this moment. But we're going to go God's way because we got light. 
Then I proclaimed the fast there at the river of Ahava that we might humble ourselves before our God to seek from Him the right way. It's a good time to fast and pray and to seek God's face concerning the season you're in. That we might humble ourselves before God. It's not a time when you get up into that upper room. Now's not the time to go and run around and get crazy. What is the Spirit of God saying to you? What must I do in this moment? He says that we might humble ourselves before our God to seek from Him the right way. Not to seek from other people. You go and seek from Him because you've got light in your home. If you built this thing called the upper room, if you're a notable woman, if you're a God-fearing woman, then you have these things in your home. You were the first one to get instruction. You're the first one to get light. You're the first one to get rest. You're the first one to get remember what God has done. That we might humble ourselves before our God to seek from Him the right way for us. Because there's a wrong way for you to do it. And you keep persisting on the wrong road. Going to the same doctor, spending the same money for the same stuff, and it doesn't heal you. You must, there must be light. Is this even the doctor that we should have? I mean, you should be walking with the light. The lights must be turned on in your home, in your life, in, in every situation. So, so why is there no money? There, there must be light. The sickness continues as I seek his face. The last season with Pastor Z and all that had happened. I mean, I had two people, one a doctor and the other one someone else saying to me. In fact, my mother-in-law called me up. She says, why wouldn't you take my, I know she's your wife. Why wouldn't you take my, your daughter to, to, to the doctors and to a hospital? I said, you know, I have to pack a bag and leave her right at the door. And she's in someone else's care. Now I'm telling you today, mom, you've got to trust me. I'm not being reckless. I've been seeking the face of God. I'm not trying to put my faith on her. I just need light from God of what to do. Because sometimes you go and you put people in danger by just doing your own thing. I can't trust the doctors. I'm not, I don't believe. I mean, what do you do? Except there be an upper room that you can go to. Except there be a place that you can go to and seek the face of God and get light for your situation. And the reason why most homes are in trouble is because, it's not because you don't go, oh, everybody gets into trouble. It's, I'm talking about getting out of trouble. Some just make it worse. We used to laugh so much about a certain place, I think it was Aldo's or, or Annadale. The guys tell the stories about how the pastors would come and pray for the people. And this pastor comes Woman comes, she says, I need my eyes, I can't see, man. She got glasses on. He comes, he takes the glasses off. I think he cracked it as well. Put his hands on her. Put it on her eyes. It's finished. He says now to and now? She's like, why did you know Marcus worse? Some of you are making it worse instead of seeking the face of God. Some of you need to go and seek. 
Okay, let me, let me end this. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, because you keep on doing your own thing. And you keep on making it worse. Where's the light in your home, man? What's the Holy Spirit saying? What does God say about this moment? 2 Kings chapter 32. I just want to give you the end of the story and what it looked like. And so there was a boy. He comes to the house because he's in the upper room. When Elisha came into the house, there was the child lying dead on his bed. He went in there for shut the door behind the two of them and prayed to the Lord. And he went up and lay on the child and put his ha- mouth on his mouth, his eyes on his eyes and his hands on his hands. And he stretched himself out on the child and the flesh of the child became warm. He returned and walked back and forth in the house. Oh my God. May you find this upper room of how to intercede. A place to pray for your family. I've never had my wife pray so much. I've never had my home pray so much in the season. I've never had to pray for Kingdom Life Embassy so much. For the sons and daughters to get on track with God and to move in the direction that God has got for you. We're walking up and down in that house. God has given us, you know, we, uh, the helper left in December and um, I said, look, let's part ways because you're creating more problems for me here and it's more stressful having you here. So we bless you on the way. And so... Um, we heard she passed on. I mean, I'm not, I'm just really sad about that. And um, anyway, let me get over that. I, I, the, the season, God has got me not even having a full-time help at home. Because my mornings, it's like 2 o'clock in the morning. 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock, I'm praying. I get up from there, my wife gets up at 5 o'clock, she gets to pray. I don't need people in and out and making a noise and disturbing my place. I just need peace because I'm praying. God says three days of fasting, we pray for our children and the way that they need to go. Because there is not just a bed and a table and a chair. There's light. Let there be light in your home. May the things that have died, this is my message this morning. May there be rest and restoration for you and your family in this season. Because if there's a bed in your home that brings rest for every mother in this place, whatever you place on that bed must come back to life. I'm prophesying that over someone today. I'm speaking that upon your family and upon your life in the name of Jesus. You're going to find tremendous rest in the season, moms. You're going to find tremendous restoration in the season. Even if God gives correction, it is still for you. It's, It's a good thing. That you be disciplined in the season. Disciplining your tongue. Disciplining your lifestyle. And following the order of God. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. But the Lord shall deliver us out of it. He t- returned and walked back and forth in the house. And again went up and stretched himself out on, the, on him. Then the child sneezed seven times. And the child opened his eyes. And he called Gehazi and said, Call the Shunammite woman. Can I speak to every woman? I don't know how far your children have been far from God. I don't know how far the dreams have been that God has placed in your heart and the promises that He put in your heart to do. I am telling you, it's coming to life in the season. You have stepped into a season of rest and restoration. Have you received the correction from the Lord? Then you can come into a season of rest and restoration. God's not done with you yet. 
God's not done with you yet. Pick up your son. Pick up the dream. Pick up the promise. Because that promise is going to live. I want the, that's the word for every woman in this place. God's not done with you yet. I said, God's not done with you yet. God's not done with your family. And I want to speak a fresh blessing. May the Lord give you rest from all your enemies all around you. May today be the turning point in your home. Lift up your hands this morning, every woman. I am telling you, if you are not a mother yet, young girl, you better have this upper room set. Every woman in this place, please lift your hands. May today be the turning point in your home. May heaven respond to your prayer. May your house be fully furnished with the goodness of God. May you and your family experience a season of tremendous rest and restoration. May God restore to you all the years that the locust has eaten. May God bless you and keep you. Give me the worship team. I will pray for you afterwards, but I need you on service. Please stand and just receive the blessing of the Lord this morning. I'm calling you into a season of rest and restoration. A season where the hand of God will be upon your life and your children. Your husband's in trouble. You do have a lamp. The correction on that chair is not for anyone else. It's for you. That journal you're getting today is for you to journal the goodness of God and how He brought you out. There is a place for you to speak about your day and what had happened. There's a place. But is there a place for you to actually document? Have you ever documented what the goodness of God, what He's done for you? They asked me, so what are you going to do? I said, I just have to go back and remember what the Lord has done. I just have to be reminded that God has been so good to me. This too shall pass. I speak healing to every woman that is troubled in her soul. Troubled over your family. Troubled over your children. Troubled, 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 troubled. In the mighty name of Jesus this morning, receive the peace of God. Find rest for your soul this morning. Father, I pray a fresh anointing upon every mom that you would hug them, that you would touch them. Those that feel grieved and feel that they, they can't cope. It says that Sarah received strength to conceive. May you receive the strength for the next leg of your journey. May the peace of God come upon you. May the strength of the kingdom rest upon you. May you find rest for your soul. The Lord bless you. Hands are lifted everywhere. Let the anointing come. Let the warmth and the anointing come upon you this morning.
of God is upon your life from today to restore you, to give you rest from all your enemies all around you. Now get a grip because God's got this. I speak peace to your mind. Speak peace to your family. That the blessing will make right everything that has gone wrong. In Jesus' name. And everybody agreed and said, Amen and amen. Clap your hands if you got something out of this experience. Let's be seated and receive an offering. Father, thank you for your people. Thank you for the sons and daughters. Thank you that every seed is blessed. Thank you, my God, for the grace that will flow upon your people. Bless everybody in their giving. Bless everybody who's made room for you. Put monies aside. Build something for the kingdom of God. Sowed seed on purpose on this Mother's Day. Because it's a new day, a new season, that you're going to build differently, wise woman. It costs that woman to build that house. It'll cost you in the kingdom. Stop treating the kingdom as something that is when I'm in trouble. No, make it a permanent place that when I'm in trouble, I can go and fetch something. Because I've sown something. Bless you in your giving in Jesus' name. Amen. Lord bless you Lord bless you and keep you. 
cause his face to shine upon you, be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. I bless you from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. As your family name matters to God, so God will preserve you and protect you and bring you into your highest for him. May the favor of the Lord rest upon you wherever you go. From this day forward, say the blessing is on me. Say it's working for me. It's flowing through me. Removing anything that is a burden to me. And delivering to me everything I need to live a life of victory. Say the blessing is on me. Say it's upon my children. Say it's upon my family name. Say my children are blessed. The children will rise up and call a blessed. To all the mothers, your, your children rise up to, today and they call you blessed in the name of Jesus. From the crown of your head to the soles of your feet, we love you. God bless you.